I'm Rev. Nicole Riley, a clergy coach who helps you do one of the most important jobs there is without losing yourself. Welcome to the Clergy Wellness Podcast. This is Season 1, Episode 31, The Resilient Skill of Having Your Own Back. And before we jump in, I want to let you know that there is a free five-day video course on dealing with stress. I will send you five videos over the course of a week, and you can watch them at your leisure. And they'll help you deal with the stress that you're having as we jump into this new year. To sign up, just text the word wellness to 66866. And all that will be in the show notes. So let's go ahead and jump in. So we've been doing a little bit of a New Year's series over uh, this last four episodes. So uh, last episode, episode 30, we looked at the skill of learning how to get through a terrible day. Episode 29, we looked at practical steps for living into your goal. Episode 28, we talked about goal setting based on what you've defined to success to look like for you. And episode 27, we explored what success is and how to define that for ourselves. So today, I want to talk about the resilience skill of having your own back. Now, there's two things there. First, what is a resilience skill? Well, resilience is that wonderful feeling you get when You get through things, even though things are far from perfect, and you feel a sense of confidence, a sense that you're able to do this, that you can make this work. Resilience helps you regroup. Resilience is what helps you figure out a new way. Resilience is confidence and it's strength. And so a resilience skill is a skill that helps you grow your resilience. Because I think it's easy to go, yes, I would like more resilience, but how would I do that? So here is one of the skills that I think helps. And honestly, this is a skill I was late in gathering in my own ministry. And that is the skill of learning how to have your own back. Here's the thing. I have noticed that as clergy types, we don't always have our own back. In other words, we doubt ourselves. We beat ourselves up. We have thought loops on repeat of what we think we did wrong and how we should have done that differently. Maybe we fall into this because sometimes it does feel like everyone in the church is your boss. They comment on everything from your wardrobe to your worship leading. Or maybe it's because clergy tend to be people pleasers, wanting everyone to like them. Or maybe you grew up in a perfectionist household and the best was always expected of you. Whatever it was, you may struggle to have your own back. I mean, I know in my early years of ministry, I felt like I was always falling short. I was always missing the mark. And I was always wishing that I could do better. 
I would replay conversations in my mind about what I said or did and how I could have done that better, and I wanted people to like me. And in a diverse congregation, my people-pleasing led me to forget who I actually was and what I actually thought. I seldom had my own back. Now, to have your own back doesn't mean that you feel like you're always right and everybody else is wrong. It doesn't mean you shut people down who are sharing with you how you could improve. It isn't a, I don't care what you think, I have my own back kind of attitude. It's not a defensive stance. Instead, I would say it's a confidence you develop to live into what Maya Angelou so wonderfully said. She wrote, I learned a long time ago, the wisest thing I can do is to be on my own side. Are you on your own side? Do you support yourself? Or do you second guess, ruminate, and feel like you're always falling short? When we don't have our back, we can fall prey to things like excesses in our life. That is, things that we overdo to quiet those voices in our head. These can be things like overeating or drinking or shopping or exercise or Netflixing or social media or working or overspending. We all have our own poison. We also fall prey to chronic discouragement, feeling we'll never do enough, we'll never be enough, we never are enough. And this can lead to ministry feeling like a terrible weight we carry instead of a calling we've received. Now I know sometimes we're not even aware that we don't have our own back. But if you find yourself in those times of excesses in life, times of numbing out or what some people call buffering in order to deal with the voices in your head, or if you find yourself ruminating on what you should have done, chances are good that this may be an area that you need to strengthen in order to be more resilient in ministry. And if that is you, welcome to the club. In every given week, I coach clergy who set up schedules to get things done and accomplish the things that are important to them, but at the smallest request, drop things to people please and then beat themselves up that they didn't get done what they needed to do, but also feeling conflicted if they had stayed with their schedule. Or I've talked to clergy in any given week who compare themselves to others around them, especially previous pastors of the church that may be brought up by the congregation and look at the good old days and feel that they're going to just continue to fall short. So why even bother? So let's look at how we can develop having our own back and being on our own side. Number one, first recognize this is something you need to do for yourself. I put this as number one because I think one of the traps we can fall into is thinking that our spouse or our staff parish HR chair or the head of the board or our staff are the ones who should have our back. Now, I'm not saying they shouldn't, but the number one person to have your back is you. 
and you are on your side because you are trying, you are working, you are caring. No, you're not perfect. Yes, you're going to make mistakes. But you need to be on your own side to have your own back no matter what. That means that you recognize your own worth even when you make mistakes. Second, when you make a choice, whatever it is, in ministry or in life, decide after you've made that choice that you made the right choice. I say that because one of the biggest stumbling blocks in having our own back is second-guessing our choices. We decide to move, and then we wonder if it was the right idea. We felt we needed to do a certain sermon series or to change something in worship, and then we start to worry. Was that the right choice? How often do you make a decision and then doubt yourself? I used to do it all the time. I'd think, maybe I should have done that, or said that, or chosen that. What if I've made a mistake? Now, I'm not saying if you make a mistake, you should just go with it. But I am saying too many times we make choices and then we doubt them, which causes us to have more stress while we live into the new thing we've chosen rather tentatively. When I have to make a choice between a couple things and I'm not sure which choice I should make, I always ask myself, if both choices worked out, which would I prefer? And then I make my choice and commit to it. So when we make a choice, when we make a decision, the choice we make after that matters a lot. And that choice needs to be to have our own back, to not undermine ourselves, to support ourselves, to not worry. You are doing the best you can with the information you have, right? So do what you decide and give yourself 100% to your choice. If your mind starts going all over the place, just remind it you're giving 100% of the choice. You can make a different choice later, but right now it's 100%. So do this for yourself and decide after you make a choice to embrace it 100% and to support yourself. Third, having your own back is letting others know what you want and what you need. This includes asking for help, and it includes being honest about what you can do and what you can't do and who you are and who you are not. It can be hard for clergy because at times we have felt like, maybe you feel like it this week, that you have to do it all and be it all, and you never want to let anyone down because of your own needs. But I'm here to remind you, you are human. You have needs. And I guess this is important to me because I have always had trouble with this. I had trouble asking for what I needed and receiving it. I had trouble acknowledging my human needs for rest and for renewal and for time in my life for other than the church. So what do you need? What do you want? What would help this be a good start in the new year? 
I have shared how I'm doing this new thing with full-time coaching and social media management as I work on my health. And through this, I've had to make some choices and changes, and some were great and some were not as great. (laughs) And I have been working on what do I need and want and what help do I need and asking for it. And it probably will be something that I will have to work on my whole life long. And that is totally okay. You matter. You matter to others. You matter to your church. You matter to your family. And I hope you also matter to you. So ask for what you need. No one can intuitively know what you need. Ask for what you need and know that also sometimes people can accommodate it and sometimes they can't, but you should always ask. And one last thing I want to touch on is stop the negative self-talk. It is really hard to support yourself and to believe in yourself when you are mean to yourself. So just think about today. Were there negative things that you said to yourself? Criticisms you had of yourself. Things that you thought about yourself that you never would articulate to someone you love. Here are mine. These are the things I actually thought today. I thought. I don't like how I'm looking. I thought, I look tired. I thought, my right leg is still puffy. I thought, my hair looks weird. I thought, of course you can't figure it out. I thought, who wants to listen to what you have to say? And my friends, those were just my thoughts before breakfast. (laughs) I have to work on this all the time. Because I easily and quickly fall into talking crap to myself. And if that is you, let me share with you a practice I've been working on that I'm really finding helpful. And I call it the five things. I read about it in a recent book. I can't remember which one. But basically the idea is this. When you have your prayer time or your meditation time or whatever time you have, You take a moment and name five things that you are grateful for about yourself. And then you name five things that you're grateful for in your life, people in your life. And then you name five things you're grateful for that are more in the world. So just naming five things I'm grateful for about myself is a wonderful way to counter those negative things that just naturally and easily come up. It's easy to do, so give it a try. So here's what we've talked about. You grow your resilience skill of having your own back by, first, knowing this is work you need to do for yourself. Second, decide that once you make a choice, you will embrace it 100%. Third, let others know what you need and want. And last, number four, stop the negative self-talk. 
I want to make this really practical because I think it is such an important skill. So what is just one step you might take to have your own back this week? Just one step. For me, it's been working on the negative self-talk, but yours might be different. Take a step because in doing so, you will grow your resilience by having your own back. Wellness practice of the week. This is where I share something you can do this week to increase your wellness. So I've already mentioned the practice, but I want to go in a little more depth, and it is the practice of the five things. So the big idea is this. You can do this anytime. You can do it at your prayer time, at your meditation time. You can do it when you're getting ready for the day. You can do it when you go to drive. You can do it at night before you go to bed. It's very flexible. And it's actually something you could do around a dinner table with your family, if that's helpful. You start by saying, I am grateful for. And then you name five things about yourself. Like, I am grateful that I am taking time to listen to this podcast. I am grateful that I made space to take a 10-minute walk at lunch. I am grateful for how patient I was with so-and-so at the church. I am grateful that no matter what, I always keep on trying. And I am grateful that I am learning new things and applying them. Then you move on to five things that you are grateful for in the people around you. Like, I am grateful for my spouse who brings me tea in bed. I am grateful for how my neighbors share fruit from their tree. I am grateful for the staff who remember to send the cards out to the homebound. I am grateful for the doctors and nurses who are helping my dad. I am grateful for the checker at Target who was just so friendly. And then you end with five things in the wider world that you are grateful for. So things like, I am grateful for those home-baked cookies. I am grateful I have a roof over my head. I am grateful for the fresh smell of clothing out of the dryer. I am grateful I have a Trader Joe's down the street. And I am grateful for the rain we had. I think most of us know the importance of gratitude and how gratitude plays a real role in our wellness. You may have a gratitude practice already, but what a lot of us don't do is take a moment to be grateful for ourselves. So what I love about this practice and what I encourage you to try out is to be more grateful, more conscious of yourself and to start your day or sometime in your day to pause and list five things that you are grateful for about you. So give it a try. What is making this week good? This is the part of the episode when I talk about what I'm enjoying with the hope that you will also notice some of the good things in your week. Um, I am living into a new schedule. You know, uh, I've had just a big change of ministry in what I'm doing. 
And what I had set up for the first six months was working okay, but it wasn't really what I wanted. So now I am living into a new schedule. And the things that I wanted to tweak and needed to tweak was to get in more and more regular exercise. So I've tried a bunch of things and um, I've been trying to learn along the way of what is working for me and what isn't working and how I might change that. Um, I, I find that it is a challenge in some areas to just get it right. You know, some things I can make changes and they just happen and some, some it seems like you're going to be trying forever, Nicole. Um, this week, what was good was that I tried something new and I'm finding it sticking a little better. It's a little more sticky than other things I've tried. So life is a lot of trial and error. And this week, what is making things good is finding a helpful rhythm to my wellness. Mindfulness meditation. And so take a moment to relax and to be present in whatever way works for you. You might take in a deep breath. You might look around you. You might be in a place where you can just sit down and close your eyes for a moment. Do whatever feels good. I invite you to remember who you are. You are God's beloved. And I invite you to remember in whose image you were created. You were created in the image and likeness of God. And I want to share these words from Romans 8, 38 and 39. And as I read them, I invite you to listen and to let them in, not just to your ears and your mind, but to let them into your heart. And so maybe you can put your hand on your heart as you hear these words. They say, and I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love neither death nor life, neither angels or demons, neither our fears for today nor our worries about tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. And I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love. Neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today nor our worries about tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. Remember these words and may they give you life. And if you'd like 
a way to get that verse in you a little more, I recommend um, a song called Cast Your Cares. And it's by the artist Jamie Smith, J-A-M-I Smith, on her album Verse. And I have created a Spotify playlist of worship music, and I've included this song on there as well, so you can listen to it there. You'll find the playlist and all the resources from today in the podcast notes. Thanks for listening. I appreciate you. I invite you to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. You can follow me on Instagram and also on Facebook, and you'll find me at Nicole Riley Coaching. And to find out how to work with me as a coach, as a ministry coach, a life coach, and also a social media manager, you can find all that out at my website, NicoleRiley.com. You can check out my book, Expanding the Expedition Through Digital Ministry at Amazon. And today, I invite you to make the important choice to embrace a life of wellness. See you next week.